What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I was reading an article today I thought was pretty interesting. thought I would expand on it before because I never thought of it this way. It's talking about how the one-year deal that Irvin Santana signed with the Braves ended up paying off for Atlanta for what seems like it's going to be the next decade. And I'll explain exactly what that means, how that came to be. So if you look back at Irvin Santana's career, I mean, this guy had some very effective years. Uh, recently, he's been hurt a lot, so we haven't seen him pitch. But there once was a time when he was a very coveted asset on, on the open market. So he pitched with the Royals in 2013, and he threw a very good year for them and everything. He went on to the free agent market. And he was looking for a huge contract at the time. He was aiming pretty high. Keep in mind, this was the winter of 2013. And Santana was looking for five years and $100 million, according to Ken Rosenthal, at least $100 million. So that's a pretty rich deal, especially for a guy who had only had one all-star appearance. But he was, he was still pretty darn good at the time. But nonetheless... The Braves signed him to a one-year deal for $14.1 million. He figured, I'm sure he figured, well, if I'm not getting the multi-year deal now, I'll sign for a one-year deal and then hit the market again next year and try again. And this was a really late signing, keep in mind, 2014. Spring training was already under underway, and Santana just, I guess, needed to get a one-year deal to hit the market again. Kind of similar to what we saw with Dallas Keuchel last year. So... He goes to the Braves, and he pitches well. He pitches well. Uh, he has a good 2014 season for Atlanta, 3.95 ERA, over 196 innings, and he was good. No complaints, really. So he hits the free agent market again, and he signs another deal, but this time with the Minnesota Twins. He gets the multi-year deal he was looking for, a four-year deal worth $54 million. I mean, not the $100 million you were looking for the year before, but it's still a multi-year deal at least, and it's good. However, where the Braves really cashed in was the fact that the Braves issued him a qualifying offer that winter before he hit the free agent market again. Santana rejected it, but because they offered him you know, that qualifying offer, they would end up getting a comp a comp pick. A comp pick is, you know, a sandwich pick in between rounds one and two. So in the 2015 draft, the Braves had their own pick, which was number 14 overall. And then they had that comp pick that they exchanged for, um, you know, Irvin Santana. So with those two picks, the Atlanta Braves would pick Number 14 overall, they took Colby Allard, who was highly touted lefty out of high school. Um, I mean, he's in the bigs now with the Rangers. They actually traded him to the Rangers last July for a rental relief from Chris Martin. But where they really struck gold was that comp pick, that compensatory pick was Mike Soroka. Mike Soroka was, you know, young right-hander out of Alberta, Canada, Calgary to be specific. He was one of the youngest players in the draft. He was only 17 when he was drafted. He's got, you know, that late birthday, that late summer birthday, I believe, 
yeah, he was born in August, so young for his year, and he's Canadian, so, you know, there's always that little bit of uncertainty with Canadian players, because you don't get to see them as much, uh, they don't get as much exposure as their counterparts down south in the United States. However, the Braves were aggressive because Soroka was projected to be like a top two or three rounder, but to take him in the in the supplemental first round, that that seemed like a bit of a stretch. And he signed with the Braves, you know, and as soon as he signed, he would, you know, go into the minors and at every level of the minors, he was always like three years younger than the average age of his competition. And he he flew through the minors and made his debut in 2018 at the age of 20. And had a good debut, but then, you know, some shoulder troubles in the 2018 season. Only threw 25 and two-thirds innings in the majors, and then another 30 and two-thirds in the minors. But this past season, 2019, we all saw everything come together. I mean, if not for Pete Alonso going bananas, we would have seen Mike Soroka win the NL Rookie of the Year. I mean, he was the runner-up, and he pitched to a 2.68 ERA with a 7.3 K per nine. I mean, this dude keeps the ball in the yard, led the National League in home runs per nine at 0.7, and a 51.2% ground ball rate. I mean, this dude had 4.0 Fangraphs war and 5.6 Baseball Reference war, well above average in all stat cast metrics like barrel rate, exit velo. He, he was an elite pitcher in 2019 at the young age of 21, and there's a lot of optimism for Mike Soroka. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball for years to come. He is part of that nucleus of the Braves. You know, those baby Braves, Soroka, Acuna Jr., Albies, and they have more on the way. I, I've talked about the Braves farm system a lot because it's the most exciting system in baseball, in my opinion. I mean, they have those guys already at the big league level, and they have so much more coming. They have Christian Pache coming, Drew Waters coming. They have uh, Ian Anderson coming. Kyle Wright's already been up a little bit. They just have so many young kids coming through. And a, a young core of players is is always a good – I say this all the time. It's always like a good position to build from because you can, you can trade – you know, you can trade those prospects. You can call them up. It's just – those are such valuable assets when it comes to building a good team that you can never really go wrong with having – a young core of players. So as long as Mike Soroka's shoulder holds up, I mean, the Atlanta organization is still going to be reaping the benefits of that Irvin Santana signing more than a decade. I mean, because let's be frank, they're going to sign him. The Braves are going to sign Mike Soroka to an extension, obviously. You're going to sign him. You don't get guys like that all the time. So he's going to be in a Braves uniform for, for the next decade. I mean, let, let's be honest. Yes, because he's going to sign him past his arbitration and whatnot, buy up some of, of his free agent years. So that Irvin Santana deal that was a simple one-year deal in 2014 is going to pay dividends for them for years to come. And it's crazy how we see this butterfly effect. I mean, this one isn't even far-fetched. It's literally the direct result of the pick that they got in exchange for Irvin Santana leaving. You know, sometimes you see these articles and they, they kind of go a bit too far and, and they make some assumptions, but these are... No assumptions were, were made on this one at all. So shout out to Mike Soroka for for panning out. I mean, obviously he's still young, but shout, or I guess I should say shout out to the Braves for, 
for seeing this in the kid because they're the ones who who took the aggressive pick. They're the ones who drafted him, you know, in, in that supplemental first round when the consensus in the industry was that he was probably a second or third rounder. I mean, ESPN and Fangraphs had him between the 60 to 90 range and, you know, taking him, what what was his, 28th overall? Yeah, that's... That's like a whole round to two rounds earlier than you should have went, according to those rankings. So shout out to the Brave Scouting Department for for picking that up and landing themselves a gem. But I love watching Mike Soroka pitch. I hope to, you know, watch him this year because I hope to watch baseball this year. But thought I would share that. That thing panned out really well for Atlanta. But that's gonna do it for today. It'll be a short one. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.